0: Hey guys, it's Awakening with Allie, back with Allie. So excited for today's show. I have such an incredible friend and guest. She is a holistic beauty coach and such a beautiful soul. I have the fabulous Amanda Porta. And Amanda, you know, she blends her love of aesthetics and natural health to help her clients achieve optimal results. She has worked in all areas of the beauty industry for 18 years and is trained under some of the best practitioners in the country. Early on, in order to get the best results for herself and others, Amanda realized the importance of incorporating holistic health into all of her treatment plans. Her love and innovation inspired her to introduce the concept of wellness to the plastic surgery industry in, back in 2012. She created a non-toxic skincare line and strategized business relationships with wellness and beauty brands for our prominent Beverly Hills plastic surgeon. She's super passionate about educating and inspiring people to become their personal best. And Ms. Porter is known, you know, like I said, For being all about wellness, holistic health, as well as a patient advocate for women going through breast implant illness, BII, which we're going to get into today. And I'm really uh, interested to get to hear all about this. And basically, you know, has gone through her own illness and she's going to share her story with us and how she was explanted, detoxed, healed, and now helps guide women through their own explant journeys. And I could say more and more guys, she's been featured in so many different incredible, you know, media outlets and everything for speaking out. But I, Really, just want her to share her story. So, Amanda, thank you for being here on Awakening with Allie. I'm so excited
1: to be here.
0: We've been waiting for this day. Yes. So, tell us you know, I gave a little bit about you, obviously, but tell us a little bit more, kind of maybe where your awakening started. Kind of speak to what, you know, BII is for those that don't know. And, you know, I would just love for you to kind of start there because you do have such a background, you know, when it comes to beauty and then wellness. And then of course, holistic health, as I mentioned in your bio, but I would love for you to share kind of where it started, because it sounds like that journey is what led to all that.
1: Right? No, absolutely. And if you have any questions, just stop me. Uh, Well, I grew up in um, Northern California. My mom has always really been natural, always reminding us to take our vitamins. She's an amazing cook. All of my meals growing up, right? Like five course Italian meals. My father was Italian and then she married an Englishman. So then we had a lot of English foods, but I think that we fall back on those good values. So I had really great values around food. I had really great values around health and and, and natural, right? I don't remember, even though I know my father was a doctor, my mom really never put us on antibiotics. I mean, here and there, if it was totally necessary. But so she was practicing all of this already. So it would make sense. Well, as I grew up and got on my own in my 20s, I had a breast deformity and I had tried to correct it just with a surgery. And unfortunately it just really didn't give me the results I was looking for. So then the surgeon says, why don't we then use breast implants? We use breast implants for women with this deformity because it is actually more common than we know about and uh, it will push the tissue out and it will give you a nice shape. Uh, and so I reluctantly, I remember, said yes. Uh, I, I never felt right about it though because I just thought I'm so natural. Looking down, this was my thought, looking down in the shower, is that gonna feel weird to see these two things that don't really belong in me? Um, but you know, I just wanted to quote unquote, look normal even though I had a very mild case and nobody would have known, you know, but I knew it was my thing. Sure. My insecurity. So I reluctantly said, yes, I did my research in terms of finding a great surgeon. I found a female surgeon who my friend had gone to. She was affiliated with the university in my town. It's conservative. So I'm thinking, okay, this will be great. She puts in 2003 saline implants me and it's important to note the year in 2003 you could not have silicone implants if you were um, a woman wanting to receive implants at that time silicone implants had been banned from the market for about 10 years okay there were many many women sick in the 90s um, because of their breast implants it was blamed on ruptures and i'm sure that did happen a lot however Now, as an advocate and all the research I've done, I do believe that a lot of the women back then probably had breast implant illness that I would later develop, and that many women um, are kind of putting the, you know, connecting the dots and figuring out now. So they had been bad. So I received saline implants. Well, I immediately got capsular contracture, layman's term. the implant gets hard and uncomfortable so sometimes it corrects on its own if it's not if it's mild sometimes the doctor um, can can do that other times you have to replace them so i needed to replace them right immediately after getting them so i waited a year and then i went back to my original implanting surgeon and she was on maternity leave so i had to choose a new surgeon chose one who um, was actually doing studies for the manufacturer. So again, I thought, well, he must be pretty confident. Okay, I'm making another good choice. And when I went in to see him to replace the saline, he said, I think we should replace them with silicone. Oh. Now that did surprise me. I remember saying, well, wait a minute, isn't silicone bad? that's what yeah, my 20- like a,
0: like a red like a red flag
1: yeah and he said oh no no ruptures were um an issue and so now these new ones coming to the market you'll be one of the first ones to receive them they're not even available to the public because we're going to do a study on you we'll track you follow you make sure everything's good um and you're thin so it, there won't be any rippling i think you're going to be much happier they're softer they feel real um so i said Okay, right? Because I think he's gonna do a study. Sure. They're new and improved. He said that the shell of the implant now was so strong that there's no way you could get a rupture. And then again, I, I wouldn't have known at the time that it doesn't need to be ruptured to get sick. And in fact, we'll talk about that later. My breast implants, when they came out after 15 years, there was no evidence of rupture.
0: Oh wow
1: was very sick and that's true for many women okay so i'm 20 something years old i've just had now my second surgery in a year every time we have surgery it impacts our immune system i'd also had a high-speed car accident somebody hit me um and it was a pretty severe accident in 2001. so that again would like disrupt hormones lower my immunity, making me just in a vulnerable state. Sure. But again, back then, we're not thinking about that. And the doctors and the surgeon says it's fine. So you do sure. it. Well, we've been taught to listen and sure. Mm-hmm. Right. We believe doctors.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I would say now looking back in those first nine months, I did start developing hormonal issues. Oh, Yeah, but I wasn't connecting it to the implants, right? Because again, I'm 20 something, you know, I probably just wanted to like get my implants and get back out to having fun with my friends. Uh, So I had an issue with falling asleep with insomnia, night sweats, I suffered from a ruptured ovarian cyst. Again, nothing you would necessarily trace back to the implants. However, if I had been being tracked properly in a study, this would have right um they would have noticed this right from the very beginning that it was already in
0: affecting so, me. so were they not really tracking even though that was what was told was going to happen
1: i never was called again never oh, wow. called back to the office the startling thing is though now as an advocate how many women that's seem what i'm like- to
0: say how many women went through the same thing that also
1: weren't tracked and weren't handled and wow I've heard many, both from patients as well as followers and, and from the same surgeon. Isn't that ironic? Wow. Promised me. I have at least three followers that said, oh, I went to him too. And I was never followed. And they've all since explanted. Wow.
0: So let's get into, thank you for sharing that. Let's get into kind of the explant and how that came about and how you started connecting the dots and what that looks like for you to then make the decision to explant.
1: Sure. So those hormonal issues were relevant. And I did go to a gynecologist. And of course, they said, Oh, that's normal for you. I said, No, it's it's not normal to have perimenopausal symptoms at 25 years old. Uh, but again, see, this is what they they always blame it on something else, or it's in your yeah, head, they,
0: they normalize it. And I, what I've learned is, you know, in a sense, it's gaslighting. It's like, oh no, that that can't be true, or oh no, that can't be it. It has to be this, and oh, that's somewhat normal. And
1: yeah. Sure. But you know, for people who say have never been sick before, and this is the first time you're ever going to doctors on a regular basis, I didn't know about medical gaslighting of back course. then. Or anything, right. right. So I would say that yes, things were going on. I was noticing inflammation come and go like an extra five to 10 pounds would come and go. But, and I thought it was weird just because I don't gain weight. Like my body just is, but again, I'm getting older. So I just thought, okay, well maybe that's normal, but it wasn't until about 2012, another minor fender bender, someone hit me 10 miles an hour from behind, not a big deal but the amount of pain in my body was as, as if I got hit by a Mack truck. It didn't oh. make sense, yeah. you know, And I've got chiropractors, massage therapists saying, I, I'm saying, you're know, like, I'm in so much pain and I have so much inflammation. I don't even want you to touch me. And it didn't make sense. Cause they're like, you were only in a 10 mile an hour accident. Well now, right? I'm thinking this is the inflammatory response and the breast oh, okay, that response in the body. I mean, it one, sometimes during this whole journey, I had up to fifty-eight pounds of inflammation. Wow. So after that, that is kind of what started then my chronic illness journey. And all of a sudden, overnight, thirty-eight different things going on in my body, everything from hair loss to vision issues. My thyroid was out of whack, although all the tests showed that it was fine, but I had hypothyroid issues for sure. Um, I could no longer walk up a flight of stairs without being winded. It's like, I felt like I was a hundred years old. Wow. I'm someone who works out like twice a day. The inflammation, I kept pointing out to doctors. This is scary. I look like the Michelin man. What is going on? And they said, oh no, you just turned 40. You're just gaining a couple pounds. Like they So all- it was just
0: all kind of relative. There was no like connections from what you're saying. There was no, oh, maybe this could be this or we should discuss this. It was literally just wrapped up into, oh, it's just you aging, you changing.
1: Yes, or it was the car accident, always something to blame. So I realized, you know, maybe after this is now a couple of years, I've seen all of these doctors taking so many tests they are offering me anxiety medication saying it's got to be anxiety. Of course. And I get it. Okay. Sure. Am I a little anxious? Maybe yes, but I'm more anxious because nobody seems to be helping me. See, and that's what really
0: bothers me, like not to cut you off, but like I talk to many people, like no matter whatever, whether it's explants, people that have had, you know, other, you know, issues with their body, all kinds of different health issues. And besides the gaslighting that goes on in the medical community, it's this conversation that you're speaking to right now of like, oh, let's just put you on a pharmaceutical drug. Oh, you just need this for anxiety. Oh, you just need, and it's like, why are we not listening to the patients and having a conversation and really trying to get to the root cause and figure it out. And instead of we're like, Oh no, here's this medication. Maybe it'll calm you down or maybe it'll pacify the situation or whatever it may be. And then we wonder why we have a society the way it is right now.
1: Yeah. And it, and it, and it severs the mind body connection because of when somebody's constantly telling you, Oh, it's your anxiety, there's nothing wrong with this, Yeah. Exactly. So then you start doubting yourself. But I'll say this, I really don't doubt myself. <laughs> I'm very intuitive. Yeah. And I mean, I was and I was kind of like, you know, clapping back and say, no, sorry, I know what anxiety is. And that's not what this is. Then they would blame it on, well, you just, um, we tested you and you have Epstein-Barr virus. Okay, well, in time I also developed other viruses like shingles, which typically doesn't happen to somebody as young as as I was at the time. Well, Epstein-Barr, I mean many of us come into contact with that, but that doesn't mean it's active in our body. So then they wanted to blame it all on that. And I said, I get it. Yes, Epstein-Barr might be active right now in my body, but we need to ask why is it active? Why is my immunity low that this is coming out because I don't ever remember. Right? right bar to the point where I was, you know, in bed for a month or anything like that. It's like the common sense wasn't there. And so they would keep blaming it. Yes. On other things. And I'd say, well, that might be part of it. Like my thyroid being disrupted. It's not everything going on. And I kept saying to my mom, just the downloads I was getting, I was getting the messaging of like all of the systems in your body are kind of slowing down they're not working optimally Mm -hmm. and and so what could this be you know I was thinking I ingested something right or it was toxic mold I didn't know I just knew that my chest felt weird right And all of these 38 symptoms wow so I just decided you know what I'm gonna have to learn everything about the human body if these doctors aren't helping me. And it didn't seem like they even wanted to. And it also didn't seem like they even could recognize inflammation on that level. So I started studying, studying everything I could about the human body. I started working under a German naturopath, learning everything I could, because I kind of felt like I'm going to run out of time. If I don't now, there are so many things going on. How are they going to figure it out if they couldn't figure it out? several years ago. So I started seeing holistic practitioners, fell in love with holistic medicine. Uh, I'm since now a certified health coach. I've gone back to school, Uh, but it was, so it ended up to be 2017. That was one opportunity for me to wake up. Crystal Hefner. Okay. Married to Hugh. She came out and said that her breast implants were making her sick. And I remember saying to my boss at the time, because I got goosebumps, right? And we know that that- From
0: knowing her story?
1: Hearing her story. And I remember saying to him, she sounds just like me. Is it my breast implants that are the problem? And let me tell you, this surgeon I used to work for, he was in his early 60s. So he was well aware of the Dow Corning lawsuit. He would have actually worked through the moratorium. And he said, no, there is no illness associated with breast implants. And this woman sounds crazy. Don't listen to women like this. Well, that's where I made the mistake. I should have done my research, but I trusted him again, trusting a doctor. I work for him. I'm making this man a lot of money. Doesn't, he, I would think he would have my best interest at heart. So that cost me a year and a half. Wow! Yeah. So it was just I say this all the time. When God wants you to wake up, He's gonna wake you up. I just got chills because it's 3:33 <laughs> on my clock. <laughs> I love it. So it was December 2018. A friend suggested I go to a new colonic practitioner right here in Santa Monica. I at that point, I hadn't given up, Allie, but I, I always held out hope. I always had faith because I have a lot of faith. Uh, you know, I could see myself in the future better and potentially maybe helping others because of my journey. But I didn't know how I was gonna get there. Sure. And um, so I didn't even, I wasn't even talking anymore about it. I was kind of sick of hearing myself tell the story. Mm -hmm. So she kept pushing me to have a colonic with this woman. So I finally went, I think it took a couple months. I arrive, I tell her a little bit, I said, you know, my lymphatic system is congested. We don't know why my legs have a lot of edema a lot of other things going on by the end of my session, as I'm leaving, she said, I think I know why you're sick. And I thought, okay, you know, colonic practitioner. I mean, sure. What do you have to say? You know? And she said, it's your breast implants.
0: She connected the dots,
1: but she was so matter of fact, you know, when someone's so matter of fact, you can't even really. And I said, my breast implants, I said, did you see what I do for a living? I wrote it on the paperwork. Mm -hmm. She said, yeah, I saw it. I said, I've never had any women coming into any of the practices that I've worked at complaining of the symptoms that I have. And that's true.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And she said, I've had 11 women lay on this table. They all sound and look like you because I was very inflamed. Mm -hmm. And when they get their breast implants out, they get better. Wow. And, you know, when you're not quite ready to wake up, sure. you, you can hear it. I can see what people are going through now. You hear it, you accept it, but you're not Not really, your
0: truth, yeah, yeah.
1: You're not ready to, and of course here I'm thinking, well, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm the one who works in the industry. The next day, a guy friend of mine calls just to say, you know, happy new year. And he's, I said, I'm still not feeling well. And he said, every time you discuss how you're feeling, you sound just like my neighbor. I think you should call her. So now I'm calling her, his neighbor who I don't really even know. And she was so lovely. And I'm explaining to her all my symptoms. And she said, it's your breast implants.
0: And I thought- These are now two in a row within a very short span.
1: Within a day. Wow. This was all like just the, you know, December Mm -hmm. 18th. So that was weird. But again, that like when
0: God wants to show you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I saw this big sign or something in the magazine saying that France was banning some implants. Oh. Now that's More three signs.
0: huh.
1: Right, they're just every day. Then a week later, I go for Botox. <laughs> discuss later. I, I don't do Botox anymore. Now. No shame. I used
0: to do too. i I'm yeah. three, I'm three years out, but I hear you
1: <laughs> honest though. And you know, you want someone to talk you out of something. And I love this Botox practitioner. He's just a funny doctor who's always in a good mood. And so as he's, you know, diluting the Botox, getting it ready. I said, Oh, you'll never believe what they think is wrong with me now. Cause there were a lot of like, you know, stabs in the dark, but like nothing. Sure. Yeah. And I'm expecting him to talk me out of it. And I said, they think my breast implants are making me sick. And the way he put down the bottle um, and the syringe, and he wheeled his little stool over to me. And he looked up at me and he said, Amanda, I've never seen this man serious in his life. If that's what you think this is, you need to remove those immediately. He said, I've had six women. He was a facial plastic surgeon, but I've had six patients recently who've been through this and he scared me so much. I said, okay, that's it. I'm going to go and meet with plastic surgeons next week. Wow. They call some of the best surgeons offices in Beverly Hills thinking I'm so lucky. I'm in the cosmetic capital of the world. They're going to meet me and welcome me with open arms and say, let's help you. Let's remove these. Because now too, I went into my first breast implant illness support group on Facebook. Okay. Over a hundred thousand women at the time. Wow. Now it's over 150,000 just in this one group. And I'm reading post after post of these women, all the same symptoms. I feel like I'm dying. My hair is falling out. I, my vision, this all happened overnight. What's and they removed their implants and they got better. So I already knew that going into these consults and it's, you know, I'm like feeling like I'm living in the twilight zone. Like what alternate universe is this, right? Because I've worked in this industry for so long and I've never heard any of this, right? Selling implants in some cases over the years. So, All of those first surgeons I spoke to in Beverly Hills, the cosmetic capital of the world, sounded just like my old boss. These women are crazy. Do not listen to this, Amanda. This is a social media phenomenon. And so I, again, I was clapping back now. And now I really was, you know, because I was drinking the Kool-Aid all these years, you know, in the medical industry too. But and I'm like, that doesn't resonate with me. I said, you're telling me over a hundred thousand women who span all across the globe, who do not know each other are right. coming up with the exact same story. Right, came together for this social phenomenon. Unbelievable. You can't sue the manufacturer. So it's not like they're doing it for like monetary means by any, they're all risking. Cause in many cases, women love their implants. Sure right? They don't want to get rid of them. So I thought that was like such a statement to say, like, I've been so sick. I'm willing to remove my implants that I actually really love. And you don't really know what you're going to look like afterwards. Sure, yeah. they do damage the tissue, whether they've been in for six months or you know 20 years, but that's how, and, and they're paying for it out of pocket.
0: Right. Right. So there's literally no monetary gain here, or any kind of like gain in general for these women other than getting healed. Right,
1: that's how desperate they are. So I l- looked at them, I said, so yeah, you mean to tell me that they're all making this up? I said, no, sorry, I'm willing to try this. Cause they were doing everything to talk me out of it. Wow. I said, I just wanna try it. This is resonating with me. I've tried everything else. The symptoms yeah. are getting worse, it's not getting better. I'm cool with it even if it doesn't work, I'll know that I tried right?
0: Would you say now that you're copying back in this, this you know in this uh, scenario with these you know surgeons and everything and, and you're you know now have kind of essentially connect the dots you're in this community would you, would you say that's kind of where your awakening started like where you really started feeling that you know pull to like there's way more to this?
1: Well, um, you know it's a process as we know, awakening. Yeah. But yeah, there were some interesting things that I said to my surgeon, Dr. Brenner, who removed my implants. So he was my fourth consult and I chose him because when I told him my story, he was listening for the first time. I was, someone was listening. I was being acknowledged. He said, I've been having more and more women come in requesting their implants be removed because they've been sick and can't figure it out. And so he said, and I, when I said that that's what I wanted, he said, I think that sounds reasonable. Let's try taking them out. No guarantees. Yeah. He said, there are no guarantees. Um, and he's a reconstructive surgeon. Oh, and okay. I really feel like that was a plus too, because he deals with the most complicated mm-hmm. uh, scenarios. So I thought like, okay, that's another plus he listens. He acknowledges he can do a proper explant. Yeah. Um, So I do remember after my surgery, calling him after a few weeks and saying, you can be straight with me. Did I flatline on the OR table? And he said, no, why are you asking that? I said, because it feels really different. Life feels really different. Um, I can see people, scenarios, for what they truly are. And he's probably like, what are you? And he said, no, but I've heard since then, sometimes this can happen to people when they have a surgery like that, kind of to Mm -hmm. save their life. Someone called it being prophesized. I don't know if that's what you call it,
0: yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Some people call it enlightenment. I mean, I've, I've heard all kinds yeah. of stories. I mean, I've heard people that have, you know, gone in and passed out and not known why they passed out and then, you know, been taken care of and then waking up in the hospital and having a whole new perspective. I mean, I
1: feel like all of that is very much possible. Yeah. And, and so I took those first six months and I just recovered um, and every day felt a little bit better. There'd be some days I get tired here and there, and that's normal as your body heals. I even took another job in hair restoration because I said, I'm not going to sell breast implants. There's no way. Really? I don't want to work in an office that does. So I us work in hair restoration. And that was yeah, six months after my surgery. Dr. Brenner said, you know, would you like to hand hold my explant patients through their surgeries? Because these women have been so sick. I can't imagine what they've been through. So that's when we started working together. Wow. To an- ago. And it has been, I realized, you know, after what I had been through, I wanted to be a patient advocate now, because if this was happening to me, I knew it was happening to others. And I find it so fascinating now, like almost three years later, we are seeing so many stories in the press about medical gaslighting and all yeah. these women have similar. And so
0: many more celebrities, public figures, people, you know, that are, you know, in headlines, social media, influencer, you know, all different walks of life, right? But especially ones that are in front of the camera and very much in the public eye that are speaking out about getting an explant.
1: Yeah, it's true. And again, I am not trying to get implants off the market. Sure. I, I merely just wanted to help other women who might have had the same reaction I did. And I only knew because I had been in that Facebook group. I remember saying to Dr. Brenner, There are hundred like hundreds of thousands of women who seem to be sick like me from maybe possibly their implants. And he said, Oh, you don't think we would know about it if that were true? I said, I don't know, but I'm telling you what I saw. And so now, you know, he can't believe it, but he believes it because I've been telling him this. You can't believe how many women are calling the office each week. And they all have similar stories. We're implanting them and they're all getting better. Wow. I'm not saying every single symptom, right? It's a, right. It's a process. Of right. Your body doesn't heal. The BII,
0: the breast plant implant illness, correct me if I'm wrong, but overall from everything you experience and other women are experiencing, it's seeming somehow with these implants, it is leading to things like autoimmune and other issues inside of the body. And that is why so many women have been sick for so long and then not knowing why they're sick.
1: Absolutely. And then the impact on your immune system. I mean, on my page, you'll see, I have a post from 1994, New York Times, saying that breast implants irritate the immune system. Wow. So it's been out there, but I know that there has been a lot of manipulation of search engines and a lot of efforts to hide this story. And now it seems like this is history repeating itself 30 years later. Wow this old Connie Chung episode and old Diane Sawyer episode on breast implants, you can go on DuckDuckGo and try to find it. Um, It's as if nothing's changed. All of the women saying the exact, I mean, it gives you goosebumps because even, even Dr. Brenner said, this is crazy. It's like nothing's changed in 30 years. Wow. And more women than ever have them after Baywatch and all of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like approximately 24 million women have them. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, because it's become a part of like status, right, and trend, and you know, fashion, and and all these different things with the body. I mean, so okay, so you essentially you had your awakening, you got your explant, and you realize. How much more you were connecting the dots you were seeing obviously as you said you went through so much healing which brought you to the space then now where you are a patient advocate you are working with you know dr brenner and all the amazing things you guys are doing and you're getting to now i'm sure it's so healing alone for you to even just be a part of that and hold other women's hands and help them now that you've healed and you're able to see their healing like how beautiful so Tell us kind of where you are now and what you're doing, because you're doing so much for the BII community and everything that's going on.
1: Oh, well, I just think it's such an amazing community. If you think about it with these women, we don't even know one another and we are all following each other, supporting each other through this. It's really beautiful, especially since, you know, women, how they can be for sure with one another, et cetera. So I just thought that was lovely. Um, So I am working for Dr. Brenner as his patient advocate. We have created the first holistic women's um, breast team. I have two naturopaths on the team, a a lymphatic colonic specialist, a woman who does medical tattooing for scarring and 3D areola um, creation after double mastectomy. Um, And then we also have a woman who has been through it as well, um, Sarah Ann, who um, can coach patients, you know, just more one-on-one personal coaching. And then I'm there to help them with everything, right? All your items to purchase. And I'm a health coach, so I can help them with some basics. So I have that there you don't have to utilize them. I just say to everybody, your healing is up to you. You can take it as far as you want to. But I think, I'm thinking all chronic illness is, is really an opportunity to heal ourselves physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And some of us really take it all the way and, and some of us may not. And, you know, we all decide our path.
0: Yeah, wow, that's so beautiful, and I love that you said that. It's like the, your own way of being able to heal, and and we all do have the power, right, to heal and and help heal ourselves, and and where we take that, and and how far and how long that goes, and what we want. And and you're so right. I mean, there is such a connection of mind, body, spirit, and how much you allow that to play in, which clearly you have so much in your life and in your path and in the purpose now of probably what's always been your purpose that you've now essentially aligned with, which is really beautiful. Um, And, you know, I think it's so amazing that you share this because like you said, so many are going through this and also not just X-Plant, right? We're seeing it in general right now in the medical community, sadly, along the backs from what's happened over the last few years and all these different things that people are just being told, no, you're crazy. No, you don't know. And it just goes to show you, anyone watching or listening, you do know. Trust your intuition. Trust the signs. You had you had many that you just weren't ready to see yet.
1: I wasn't ready to see them. And symptoms are our friends. They are signaling the body, red flag, something's going on, so you can then heal it before it turns into something worse. And uh, you know, we're trying to understand. BII, there is you know no ICD-10 code for it yet. There's no test you can take. The only thing is really considering all of the symptoms, um, thinking to yourself, have I not been feeling well for a period of time? Am I getting a, any other clear diagnoses that make sense? Is anything getting better or are things getting worse? Did these symptoms start after getting breast implants? And it's not necessarily right afterwards for some women, the symptoms like me, it didn't start until like, yeah, I had some, but like the real symptoms didn't I get start. You. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, they have to really do some, some real work around the decision to remove their implants. I always say, do not take that lightly. It is a big deal. Surgery is a big deal. And I hear all of their stories and I'm just simply trying to make surgery um, a better experience than some of these women have had in the past. I want patients. I've always been like that though. I've always gone above and beyond for my patients and always wanted them to feel, you know, like we're all, you know, we're family, we're supporting you through it. It makes a big difference because- Oh, for sure.
0: When you have support, right. And 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 also too, like it makes a big difference when you have a team who is listening to you, like you said, that was what made you choose, you know, your surgeon was like, oh, they're actually hearing me and seeing me and listening, even if maybe they don't fully agree with me, they're listening, right? And we're seeing so much of that in the medical community in general, that like of course, not all doctors, but many aren't listening. They're just, oh no, it can't be, or that's not true, or you know, and and it's sad, honestly. Um, And I think it's so important when people like you, you know, speak out and share your story and and also remind people that they do have that intuition, you know, they do know their own bodies like you said your symptoms are your friends I love you said that because it's, it's so true it's like being able to step into like what your body is. And like being able to, you know, be like, okay, I know myself, you know? So I know we have to wrap things up here in a few, but is there anything you'd want to share, um, you know, going forward of kind of where you are in your awakening journey and everything? And then of course, everything will be in the show notes and thank you for being so vulnerable to share your story um, and everything.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, Hey, this is, it's not easy to share this kind of personal journey with everyone but i know that it's not going to help anyone if i don't say anything and i just really care more about protecting others than anything else um i would just say um there is such a great life after regaining your health i can't even express it enough i made major lifestyle changes cutting out toxic people to toxic food toxic water toxic products it's a whole lifestyle change. That's why I created my account on Instagram, the holistic beauty coach, because I felt like we should all have choices, just like Eastern Western medicine at our practice. Why isn't there more talk for women who say like me, just wanna be more natural and talk about beauty treatments and right, we're finding out so many cancer causing chemicals in all of these products. Yeah. And I just, during COVID, I started posting chemicals that are approved by the FDA, they're in your children's cereal, you know, makeup love- that we all know and love these brands that have been around forever that have carcinogens in them. And I just think that people were just like me, you know, wow, I didn't even know this. And so right. they kind of felt, yeah, it was yeah, interesting a place
0: to get information for sure. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of how we connected is like the non-toxic space and just, wanting more people to have more options and to know that healing is very much available to them, like you said, and be able to do things differently if they choose to and to make a lifestyle change. And I know, same with you, you know, I've, I've slowly made a lifestyle change over the last probably four or five years. And it's definitely a slow, you know, moving, uh, to, you know, it hasn't been so yeah. easy to change everything, obviously, but it's been so much better. And I notice a difference every day in every way. And yeah, I agree with you. You know, I think that's such a great message. And I can't thank you enough for sharing, you know, your journey and your vulnerability. And you're going to be back on the show um, with uh, Barbara, um, who yes. is hearing more and more about what you guys um, are doing. Do you want to m- make a quick mention and then tell us where we can find you and follow you? And of course, everything will be in the show
1: notes. Of course, yes. My lovely friend Barbara Adler is so amazing, and she and I together have started a nonprofit, Free the Tatas, <laughs> and for love your could- name. <laughs> Org is our Instagram handle. And we're gonna be raising money for women's breast health, both breast cancer and breast implant illness. It's actually um, connected with uh, crypto on the XRP exchange, the first nonprofit or one of them anyway. So that's kind of cool and exciting because I think that's the future. And um, yeah, I would just say to any women listening, especially because if this is the first time you're hearing it and you do have breast implants, don't panic and know that there are teams like ours here in Beverly Hills, and there are lots of lovely explant surgeons, surgeons across the country who are helping a lot of these patients. Women are finding out much faster than I did, not having to wait seven years. And so I know that we're making progress. And again, I wanna say I'm not a girl who, because they didn't work out for me, I don't want them to work out for others. I don't want anyone to be sick. So yeah, uh, I, I want to hear more stories of women who don't have these symptoms.
0: Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. I, I, I really appreciate you sharing your story and, you know, just being so vulnerable, everything I'm in the show notes, guys, thank you so much for listening for, you know, tuning in for being a part watching. And like Amanda said, if this is your first time hearing it you know, allow it to awaken something in you, allow it to bring awareness, allow it to tap into your own intuition. As Amanda said that she kind of wished she tapped into earlier on, you know, and that's what this show is all about, you know, trusting in your own awakening, activating that light within you, letting you come home to yourself. So I hope this episode and the show does so much more for you. Thank you so much, everyone. Love, light, and blessings, Amanda. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Love, Love you. Everyone. Thank you.